Welcome to the Spiritual AF Life Podcast, a magical place where your host, Heather Danielle, psychic medium, will bring the mystical woo-woo world down to earth in practical ways. Tune in every Monday for your weekly reading and on Wednesdays to hear fascinating conversations with spiritual experts, uplifting stories, and deep dives into the metaphysical world, all to help you tap into the invisible guidance that's all around you. It's time to start living a spiritual AF life. Get cozy. The conversation is starting now. What's up, Buttercup? You are going to be so happy that you tuned in to today's episode because it is going to be off the hook. No matter where you are on your spiritual journey, there is going to be something for you in terms of money, money, money in this podcast episode. But before I get into today's episode, I just have to make a little announcement and that is for the Coffee and Cards Club. So if you have been debating about joining, now is definitely the time because after this month, it is going to be raised in price and the $7 to join is going to be leaving. So this is the last chance in these last couple of days of May to join the club at this price. And don't worry, when you join at the $7, then you're going to pay $27 a month after that. And it'll never, ever, ever be raised. And you can always get a discount by paying for the year. So I hope that you consider joining us, even if you want to join, see what it's like. And then you can always just, you know, cancel your membership if it's not something that you thought that you would like. And I also just wanted to say, It's not just about that, but we are changing it up to where I was doing office hours bi-weekly. And so with the bi-office weekly hours, what would happen is we would come on, we would chit-chat, ask any questions and things like that. But the group has been growing so well, like the community, that I actually decided that instead of two office hours a month, we're going to be doing two development circles. So the development circles is where we practice our intuitive connection. And then you can do card readings if you want. You can do psychic or you do mediumship. I will walk you through all of it. And if you are listening today on the Wednesday, this episode comes out, we're actually going to be having one of our circles for this month tonight. So I hope that you join us. So it will be a lot of fun and we're actually going to be meeting up in person in Florida. So it would be amazing if you could join us for that. So there's a lot of big, big things happening behind the scenes in the Coffee and Cards Club. So I will put the link in the show notes, but you can always go to my website, which is therealheatherdanielle.com. And then you can do forward slash Coffee and Cards Club. All right. See you there. But if I don't, I will see you on Coffee and Cards on Sunday, won't I? I hope I do. Okay. So now we need to talk about money. And why is because this is happening so much to so many people that I know where they're really coming up on hard times, not sure what to do about money. Their money mindset is just like going crazy. And I'll be honest, like I have been guided to do an episode on this for a long time, but I didn't want to because I felt like I really needed to bring an expert in. But here's the thing about experts. You might see one thing on Instagram and you might see one thing on Facebook, but they're living a completely different life on the other side. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I need to show you what I did to change my money mindset because literally like you will hear some of my story as I tell you some of these tips, tricks, resources. We're going to get into all that in a second, but it's like 
you were going to have the exact blueprint of what I did to go from where I was to where I am. And as I was traveling recently, I kept on seeing these psychic stores and it's like, oh my gosh, like I love these psychics, but it's like, are they truly happy living where they work and things like that? Like how come they don't have the abundance that they're speaking of? So it's almost like taking life coach advice from someone whose life is a mess. I guess that there's there those people who I, if you can't do, you know, then do it. You know, if you can't do it, then teach it. But the thing is, that is not the case with money and me. With me, I actually went through these processes and I went through these steps and I overcame it. And that's the reason why that I'm able to travel now. I'm able to have nice things. I'm able to do things and stuff like that that I never thought possible. And it's because I actually walk the walk. I actually talk the talk in my life. And that's not just about money, but it's about anything. And so I started thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, I really need to do this episode. And I'm the one that needs to talk about it because I'm the one that's been there and has freaking done that. And, you know, so that's why I think it is. And I just hope that you definitely get something out of this because you know what? You will, because here's what you can expect from today's podcast. Okay. So the first thing is, is that I'm going to go over with you the five steps that I took to really transform like the money in my life. Okay. Then I am going to be going over three different kinds of resources. And within that is going to be a bunch of different resources, right? So if you are having a very, very tough time right now, I am going to give you straightforward, no BS things that has helped me or the people that I know in my life. So these are legitimate agencies and things like that, that can truly freaking help you or someone else, you know, so maybe your money mindset's good, but maybe you have somebody in your life that really might need could use this help, right? So then the other thing is going to be the second type of resources, which is going to be the ones that are more woohoo based. These are going to be the resources where it talks a little bit more mind, energy, those kinds of things. So that's going to be the second type of resource. And then the third type of resource is magnifying the money that you have. And what I mean by that is I'm going to give you true things that you can do that are not woohoo based things that you can literally get online, get on your phone and you can do that can magnify your money right now to where basically you can have your money work for you instead of you working really hard all the time for your money. And so basically what you could do is you could use this podcast as a reference. So as you go forward in your money journey, you can always refer back to this. Now I'll be honest, I learned from a lot of different people and I'm going to hopefully name drop a lot of them so that you can follow them on Instagram or Facebook, buy their books and things like that. I'll do that once I get to the resources section. And then the last part of this podcast is going to be spirit tasks. And so if you don't know what spirit tasks are, these are things I give out during my mentoring sessions and they are going to be basically little homework assignments for you to try so that you're not just listening to my voice right now and then just throwing this podcast away the next moment, right? I want this to really sit in with your heart, mind, and soul because you are listening to this for a reason. So that means that either you can do better with the money situation in your life or you can help somebody else that really desperately needs, you know, a different money mindset kind of look or, you know, I don't know, maybe you'll just help them out. So that could be the reason why that you are listening right now. So uh, let's get into it. Okay. So the first one that I want to talk about is the first thing that I did to step out of my crazy money problems. Now, this is coming from me. All right. And you might know me now, but I am talking about how I felt about money my whole entire life. 
And I was living in a roach infested trailer in freaking Georgia. I did become homeless after that. You know, I lived without electricity for a very long time. Like I have been in the bad, bad parts of money. Okay. I remember when I lived in Georgia, I had $5 a week to spend on groceries for my whole freaking family. Like that was tough. I remember saving up like $8 and I was like, Oh my God, this is a lot of money. I remember getting $2 in the mail for my 18th birthday. Was it? And I was like, Oh my God, this is the best $2 of my life. But don't worry. Even when I got older, it just, it was really, really bad. Okay. Like I'm talking about like me getting evicted when I was like 26 years old with a little son to take care of. And I had nowhere to go. I had literally nowhere. The church helped me. But anyways, we don't get into much of that. I want to tell you the very first thing that I did was I dissolved the seeds around my money beliefs. So each one of us has seeds planted within us that we learned from people around us. Maybe it was our teachers. Maybe it was our parents. Maybe it was our friends, whatever it is. So let's see. Let's go over some of them and see how many that you have. Okay. So do you have any of these money beliefs or have you heard these in your life? Because sometimes you don't realize that seeds have been planted. Here we go. Money doesn't grow on trees. There is not enough. You have to share. Money makes you green with envy. Rich people are bad. How many of those did you hear? I know I heard all of them. Now, I can tell you what, I am freaking convinced that our parents and our grandparents went through a lot of like crazy times. And now we're going to have to undo all the bad beliefs that they learned during those times because it's so seeded within our families. So many of our families have these seeds and it's like, oh my gosh, there's not enough to go around. Money doesn't go on trees, blah, 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 blah. You got to share. You got to do this. You got to do that. So the very first thing is you're going to have to like journal. You're going to maybe even go to therapy. You're going to have to dissect within yourself and your own experiences, why you believe this way about money. So for me, I 1000% heard that all the time. And here's one thing that always happened to me. I'm not sure if it happened to you. So let me know. But what happened was we were very poor growing up. And what I mean by that is, you know, we are always trying to like get evicted, go to homeless shelter, all these things. Okay. But on a daily basis, there wasn't a lot of food in the house. And so a lot of times, like hopefully my grandma would come over with food or something like that for us. And so we didn't have any of that. But then what would happen is that my mom would get her food stamps or she would get some kind of money somehow. And then all of a sudden, we had so much food. We had so much food. We had so much stuff. And it was always so much fun. We would go to the mall. We would go to the store and we'd have all this money. It was freaking crazy. It was out like mind blowing. You're like, yes, I'm so excited. But I wasn't excited because you know why? Because in just a few more days, all of a sudden, all that food is going to be gone. All these toys are probably going to have to get sold. Like it freaking sucked. And so I had to work around that because to me, it was like I didn't even want money. I didn't want money near me because I knew that if I had money, then guess what? The money was going to leave one day and I was going to be back to being poor. Like it's almost like I was going to get my hopes up for nothing because I would rather just stay poor. I would rather just have no food in the house or I would rather scrape by than have this up and down with money. But all of a sudden I feel rich as can be. You know how many times that that happened? Even I remember being seven, eight years old and being like, mom, can I just have the money for the Barbie doll? Because I just wanted to save that money because I knew that next week we weren't going to have any food. And then I would have that $7 and I would be like, hey, look at this. I got seven bucks that so we could do something with this. So I'm telling you my examples because I want you to see or to feel or to notice what is coming up for you in this moment. 
So what kind of memories are you having? Because this is going to be key into dissolving those seeds. You still have to acknowledge them and then you have to dissolve them. So you have to acknowledge them. So you might have that. You might have that, you know, every time you get money, it leaves you. Like everybody goes broke. You might have the thought that, you know, um, money never comes to you. It always comes to the people. Like I... I don't know about you. I'm not sure if your grandmother did this or not, but my grandma, I love her to death. But she always said that every single commercial that came on the TV was all for rich people. We couldn't have that. That was for them. That wasn't for us. And so it really sucked because then I would just be watching all of these cartoons and all of these commercials, with these really cool things in it. And it's like, yeah, that's not for me. That's for the rich people. And we're not rich. We're poor. And so what do you think that did to me? So then as I'm growing up, I'm poor, I'm poor, I'm poor, I'm poor. You know, other people are rich, I'm poor. And then honestly, you know what else it does? It kind of makes you resentful to the people because you feel like you were born into a family that was poor and that sucks. And how come you didn't win a genetic lottery? And then why is it this way for you? But that is not your true story. That's just a story that you've been told and you are able to undo that story. So that is identifying the seed and then dissecting it is going to be what we just talked about with the journaling, the going to therapy, going ahead, doing some meditations, trying to figure out, okay, what time and place did this seed get planted? And then you're going to have to try and be like, okay, you know, I can work through this. This was their belief system and not mine. And that's where the number two thing comes in. Okay. It's going to be planting the new seeds. So we're dissolving the seeds at the same time we're planting new seeds. So now you get to create your own new story about how you feel about money. So I went ahead and I gave you the example of how my mom used to blow money anytime we got it. So now I got to plant new seeds. That was my mom's truth, maybe. That wasn't my truth, though. I wasn't in charge then. So why am I holding on to that? You know, like that's not my truth anymore. I'm the one that's the boss. I'm not going to do that, am I? Probably not. Maybe I will subconsciously. I don't know. But right now I don't feel like I am. So now I got to plant new seeds. So my new seeds that I have planted is that money is abundant. Money is everywhere. Money is just energy. That is literally all it is. It is energy. It is an energy source that you can use in exchange for items and experiences and things like that. That is literally all money is. Money only has the power in which you give to it. And money, just so you know, because it's one of your money beliefs, okay, can be used for good or bad. There are people out there that do the most incredible things with money. Tony Robbins is one of them that's coming up because he's like trying to feed like 1 billion homeless people or whatever. What if Tony Robbins was like, hey, I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't think the money doesn't grow on trees and stuff like that. He wouldn't become who he is. And then he wouldn't have all this freaking money to go ahead and help out other people. And I bet you there's way more people too that help out even more than he does. But he learned the money mindset a long time ago. So what he ended up doing was he was a life coach and everything. And he was not like you guys, like you see Tony Robbins now, but like if you read his book, if you learn a little more about his story, he was actually um, supposed to speak at this event, right? And it was his own event. It was his very first event. And I believe it was like a two to 300 person room. So it's in the hundreds. So he was expecting all these hundreds of people to be there for this event. And you know what? Like six people showed up that day. 
and six people sat. He says he describes it as everybody just sat like away from each other. It was just six single people and they weren't even in the front. So he had to ask everybody to come down and sit in the front row so he could, you know, just see him and be a little bit better. Not as awkward talking in this like almost like stadium kind of thing is what he described with just six people out of 300. But he did that and he went ahead and he taught his whole thing to those six people. And then he kept on learning and growing a little bit. And you know what he ended up doing? He ended up doubling his fee of what he was charging. Not because he felt like he was worth anymore or whatever. He was like, no, I just feel like this is a good price. And then you know what ended up happening? He ended up getting sold out of all of his coaching sessions because people thought that he was the best just because of his price point. It's crazy. It's so crazy. And we'll get to some of the nitty gritty parts about that and look at the money and things like that. But it's almost like whatever you believe you're going to get back to you. So if you believe that you're worth something, you're going to get it. And we're going to get more into that. But first, got to plant those new seeds. And so there's more than enough to come around, okay, that you can make it easy. So many people have this money belief, too, that you have to work hard to get money. Oh, my gosh. Why would you do that to yourself? Oh, my gosh. And I can see that playing around in people in my own life. And I'm like, no, you don't have to do that. You can work smarter, not harder. Okay, so we got to plant those new beliefs. And so what I did was I created my own rules. So I created rules with spirit and guess what rules? It's going to take some time to get used to. It's going to get some time to strengthen those rules. Just like as if you were going to create new rules in your household, it's going to take a minute for your family to really get involved and on board with all those rules. So even though you make these rules, you may not see the outcome of those rules for a couple of weeks or something, right? Give it a little bit of time. And so one of my rules is that whatever I put into any kind of spirit, things that I buy, I get back. And that has happened. And sometimes I have invested some crazy thousands of dollars to work with some amazing mentors. And sure enough, I get all that money back. And you have to believe too, that money will come in extraordinary ways, like cool ways. I think I just told you about it the other day that I got a refund from my doctor's office. I've never had that. I've been alive 39 years. I've never, ever had a doctor give me a refund. Like never, I got one of those. And you just never know. Like you can get like a tax refund. I've heard about people doing that, like out of the blue. Like, oh no, you actually paid too much in taxes. Like, are you serious? And then I love this little tip. This should be underneath like the tips and the resources I'm gonna give you. But since it's coming up now, maybe somebody needs to hear this before they drop off. And what that is, is that she imagines her mailbox is a cash machine. And so like she just always pitches it every single day when she comes into a driveway that her mailbox is a cash register. Just bring money, bring in money, bring in money. And so that's going to be awesome. Can you imagine doing that like every single day for six months, even a year and things like that? It doesn't take any extra money or money or time out of you, but you can actually get more money because you have to know by now that your thoughts do create your reality. Even if you go down to the basics of form where your thoughts create your words and your words create your habit, your actions and your actions create your habits, your habits, you know, develop your character. So we got to plant new seeds. So whatever it is. So it's just like, oh my gosh, no, people who have money are bad and that kind of thing. And they're greedy. And it's like, are they really? Because there's a lot of people out there who have a lot of money who are not greedy, who are some of the most giving people ever. All right. So I can't even think of anybody right now. It's so funny, but you have agencies and you have departments and you have stores and you have so much love. Look at people probably like United Way, you know, you have Goodwill people, you have Salvation Army, you have all these nonprofits, you know, I'm, I don't know all the intricacies of every single one of them, 
but they had to have money first, right? Before that they could, you know, bring money to other people. So just kind of think about that. And so going ahead and looking at your seed and then going ahead and trying to plant new seeds, seeing like, okay, that's not true, but could this be really true? All right. Could it be that, you know, people aren't evil and they're not greedy? You know, there's a lot of people that do really good. And uh, there is this guy on Instagram. I'm going to try and put his um, Instagram in my in my show notes, but he's so giving every day. So I'm not even sure how he gets his money, but then he gives people like thousands of dollars. He makes their dream come true like all the time. And he's just like a regular Joe. And I think that he started off by getting like depressed and things like that. And he wanted to, you know, do something for others because it made him feel better. And so that's just him. And that's just him with his little measy little ways. And then I think that he ends up getting like sponsored now and people give him things to be able to give away. So you can go ahead and take your negative belief about money and then replace it with a positive one. Like I said, it's going to take a few minutes. Okay. It's going to take a little bit of time to establish it. But the number three thing that I did was to look around to see ways to allow more money into your life that relate to your sole purpose. All right. So there are probably ways I haven't really found anyone yet to where this isn't true. And what it is, is that you have ways to make money in your life right now. And those ways, the true way of you making the money is going to revolve around your life purpose. So for me, my life purpose at the time, and I think your life purpose changes, your life purpose is honestly just become more of yourself. So what I mean by like your life purpose is going to be it's going to be about something that you want, something you've desired, a dream you've always had, or something that you're reluctant to change. So for example, I went ahead and I always wanted to wear a cap and gown. I never graduated high school and I just wanted that so badly. I was like, what it'd be like to walk across the stage to wear a cap and gown. I'm like, oh my God, I dropped out in the 10th grade. I think I graduated 10th grade. Yes. Yeah. So I dropped out like my second or third day in the 11th grade. And so I always wanted to wear that. So then that's when I realized I was like, okay, in order to make more money, I hear that you need to go to college. And so I ended up getting my GED and I did not get my walking. I didn't get to wear a cap and gown. Probably if I would have just gotten my cap and gown, I got my GED that I heard some people get to wear the cap and gown. I probably wouldn't have gotten my college degree. Right. But no, I went and got my college degree because that was something I've always wanted. And I got my associate's degree little nitty gritty details. I applied for the Pell Grant. So that paid for my books. Then I applied for student loans. And I don't know if you know this or not, but student loans, it doesn't matter what your credit was because my credit was horrible. I didn't think I was going to be able to get it, but nope, I got student loans and that got me through. And I'll be honest with you, the student loans, I got extra to help make ends meet, you know, to help pay for my rent and things like that. So I don't know if you have been debating about going to school and if you're in that predicament, but honestly, that's what I did. It's the best decision I ever made, but that was part of my sole purpose. So I knew that I had to go, I had to get that cap and gown and I did. And I got my associate's degree. It took me like four years and about a hundred thousand freaking heartaches and everything else. It was freaking tough as a single mom, but I got it. And then when I got married to my husband and everything, I, it was always sitting with me. I always wanted my bachelor's degree. It was just something that I always wanted in my heart. And so then there was this job opportunity or I felt like there was this job that I could get, but I needed a bachelor's degree. And so I looked at my options and then I just went with the one that was easiest. I was like, hey, I'm going to finish up. I'm going to I found a college I could go to a Christian college. I know freaking like ironic, isn't it? And then I was able to get an accelerated bachelor's in less than a year. 
And so it was hard and it was kind of tough. I used student loans for that too, because I didn't still have any money even when I met my husband, right? And so I went ahead and I did that. And then I was able to get my dream job. Oh my gosh. And I'm still living in this dream job and it just keeps on getting better and better and better. But it's involved around my life purpose. It's almost like you have to follow the breadcrumbs of your life purpose. Okay. So what is it to you? What is it? Like, are you a hoarder? All right. Are you a hoarder that holds on to everything that you've ever been given? And is this your sign to go ahead and start selling some of it? You know, sell it on Facebook Marketplace. Go ahead and do a garage sale. There's so many people that can make a lot of money off of the items that they have. And it could be part of your sole purpose to get rid of it. So what is what is something that you've been wanting to do or very reluctant to do? Because it's usually one or the other. It's either a challenge you have to overcome or it's something that is going to fill a heart desire. And then see how you can make money off of that. Like if you follow the little breadcrumbs, is it going to lead you back to school? Is it going to lead you getting rid of things? Is it going to lead you to opening up your own business? Just follow the breadcrumbs and all of the big things will fall into place. And so a big thing that's coming up for me right now too is, you know, maybe you're spiritual, maybe you're even learning from me and you're doing readings and things like that, but you're not doing it full time or you're not doing it enough to really make a dent in any kind of debt that you have. Go ahead, follow the breadcrumbs. What does that mean if you follow the breadcrumbs, even in your mind? Does it mean opening up your own Facebook page? Does it mean creating a website? Does it mean putting your services out there somehow? And it's so funny, just do it slowly and then see what happens. I remember Spirit telling me one time during a yoga session, they said, Heather, if you go ahead and if you work for us, you will make so much money and you will be so happy because then I will be able to do more for my family. And it's true. And I'm able to help out my son in ways that I never thought possible. Remember, we were homeless. We were all these things together. And now I was able to create a better foundation for him to where he didn't ever have to worry about food on the table. He never had to worry about electricity. And not only just that, but I was able to, you know, I kind of helped him get a car, you know, but I also feel like he needs to do it his own self, you know, so I'm a little bit of a tough mom, but, you know, he knows that like I'm okay. So if he never needs my help, I'm here. And so that's what it provided me. So being a service to others and doing readings and things like that, that really not only helps feel my soul, but then I'm able to get compensated for it. And then what I do to make sure that I can help as many, as many people as possible, I do a lot of free things as much as I can. You know, I have don't have a whole bunch of time in my hands, but that's why I do the coffee and cards. And sometimes I'll do other events like cocktails and cards. And that's the reason why I have like the coffee and cards membership, which is at a really low price point, $7, like I said, to get in. And then all of a sudden, you also have, you know, the readings with me, which is one on one, because that's taking time away from like my family and the things that I have to do. But it's worth it for me at that price, because I love helping people and giving them that one on one, you know, spiritual connection. But as you can tell, my freaking passion is definitely um, teaching others how to open up to their gifts. Because then you can start the way that I did, which is, you know, doing donation readings, you know, and then upping your price a little bit more and a little bit more. I invested lots and lots of money into different kinds of schoolings and into inside of development, which is another reason why that my price increased. And also when you when you invest into somebody just like how people invest into me with readings. When I invest into somebody, you are really going to pay attention. You are really going to try and make that transformation because of the money that you're putting into it. 
because you were like, yes, I am committed. Think about it this way. When you sign up for like some of those like free stuff, you know, like free workshop, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, sometimes you're like, oh, I don't feel like going because it's free. But then if you actually put money into it, you're like, yes, I'm paying attention. So if you are a person that is offering their services, you know, are you attracting those good quality clients that are really investing in you? Or they're the ones that are going to be like, I eh, don't really care. I did some free sessions like a couple of years ago or whenever, I don't even remember, but like half the people didn't even show up. They didn't even take it seriously. So just think about that when you are thinking about, you know, ways to earn money and things like that. Okay. Just kind of keep that in the back of your mind a little bit, because it's going to relate to the number four point, which is money is all about energy exchange and you have to keep it moving. Okay. The more you give money, the more you get money, keep it moving. So try to see if in your life that you have a way where the money is not flowing. Like when money comes to you, does it just stop and it doesn't go back out again because you're too afraid because that's stopping the energy. So that means that it might twinkle down and people aren't giving you as much money because you're not allowing that energy to flow. So maybe you need to like donate some of it. Maybe you need to spend some of it on yourself, but whatever it is, it has to come from a place of love and then not like resistance. And you know, you don't put more of that energy when energy money is an energy exchange. You want to do it in a good energy vibration. Okay. So higher vibrations, happiness, joy, grateful, being happy that you're able to give this money. And I was going to mention her during the resources time, but Amanda Francis is like my, oh, she's like the money queen and stuff like that. And one thing that she says that really resonates too is like when she has to pay her taxes, she doesn't pay her taxes thinking, oh, this sucks and blah, 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 blah. And I have to pay so much more in taxes. She's grateful. She's so grateful that her business made so much money, touched so many lives with all the things that she's offered for her business. And now she gets to contribute to society. And those taxes are going to help the roads and help the schools and things like that. And that's a really good way to look at it. Okay. So know that it is an energy exchange. There has to be this constant movement. And if you're not charging for things that maybe you should be charging for, then you could be subconsciously blocking that money to come to you. Because just kind of imagine it flowing from you to someone else, flew you to someone else, or you can just even imagine like ball, okay? And that ball is like all the people and all the places and all the things that will give you money. And then there's supposed to be this energy flow going back and forth. But where is that energy flow stopping? Is it because you're not allowing people to do things for you? Are you not open to receiving things? Is that where it is? Or are you just holding on to it like a hoarder because you're afraid that if you let it go, there's not going to be enough down the road? So it's all about that energy exchange going back and forth, going back and forth. So, so many people that I know in my life, they always think they're like, yep, the more money that I give, the more that I'm grateful for and everything else, the more I'll get back. And that is the energy exchange. Just make sure that your energy exchange is high. So when you are actually spending money, giving money and things like that, that you are really giving with that heart and that love. All right. So we're going on to number five. And this is where I think a lot of people get stuck. Okay. And that is believe that you are worth all the money in the world, everything that you desire and others are worth it too. This belief in yourself is going to stop you. If you don't feel like you're worthy, if you only need a little bit, okay. If you only need this, that's all you need. Oh my gosh. That is not good energy to be in. You shouldn't be like, oh no, I just take a little crumb. I'll just take a little bit over here if nobody's going to watch it. Like that is diminishing your light. That is not honoring who you are. All right. And guess what? It's not just you that has the ability to create a freaking rich life. 
It is everybody on the face of the freaking planet. So if you straighten yourself up, then maybe other people will straighten themselves up. All right. So the part to remember on this is going to be that you got to clean up your side of the street first and then you clean up everybody else's. Okay. Then you can actually almost like be a role model to them. So I know you might be thinking about somebody else and how somebody else needs to do this and things like that. So is your side of the street clean? Good. Like I'm always tweaking it up. I know that my money mindset's not perfect, but I know that where I've come is amazing. And then I know that some of these money issues that people have brought to me lately, I know that that's also showing something with me too, that there is some kind of lack that I'm experiencing. And so that's actually really quite interesting. I think that if you think about it, so you're going to clean up your side of the street. How do you clean up the side of the street with belief in yourself? You have to own it. You have to be unapologetic and it could start off slow. And I'm going to give you some resources and then you can go ahead and keep on working on it. It's not like I was this confident about it overnight. And before, if I forget to say it, it's Assertiveness for Earth Angels, that book by Doreen Virtue. And that is really such a good book. And it really helped me with confidence and that kind of thing, especially as being a spiritual person like I am, because spiritual people like us, we have bleeding hearts. We have such big heart chakras that are going out. And a lot of us have an imbalanced heart chakra where there's not enough going in. Okay, so you've got to raise your standards, okay, and create a new minimum. All right, so what a minimum that you're going to be allowed. So right now, maybe your bank account only goes toward, you know, no less than $50 or $20. Create a new one being like, yep, my bank account never goes past $100 or $1,000. Okay, but try to do something that's a little bit more realistic for you. And then just keep on believing that. And then see kind of what happens, but you have to work on that belief system. And then almost like doing that journaling, doing the meditations, doing all those things to where you kind of figure out why you feel that way about yourself and why you don't feel like you are worthy. But I think it's really important to know that other people have this ability too. So I don't know if you know this, but like my family, like a lot of them too, they're still struggling, very difficult with money. And but the thing is, I'm able to help them out in little ways. You know, I was able to buy my aunt a car, you know, I'm able to help out with some bills that they need. I'm able to, you know, do as much as I can without like possibly enabling them. But I'm able to do that because I worked on myself and now I'm a light for them to figure out like, yeah, this stuff is possible. So just think about that too. They don't have a struggle either. And just because they're struggling doesn't mean that you need to struggle. Okay, so hopefully this is helping out a little bit and you're getting into the groove and maybe some wheels are turning inside of your mind. So I'm going to go right now to the resources part, okay, of this podcast. So the first set of resources that I want to bring up to you are going to be the agencies, the departments and things like that, that if you or somebody else that you know is having a tough time that they could actually use because these are a lot of ones that I use. So the very first one is going to be your caseworker, that if you have food stamps, if you have, you know, cash assistance, that kind of thing, your caseworker should 1000% help you. A lot of them are overworked and they're not going to give you some of the information that is available to you. Now, times have changed since I have received assistance, but I'll tell you what, my caseworker hated my guts when I came up here because I was just on welfare in Tennessee. And then they were like, oh my God. So now you're just bouncing to state to state welfare. The thing is I kept on asking questions because I really wanted to take advantage of the agency's help because I really needed it at the time. And so my caseworker actually got me in touch with someone who um, gave me $1,200 to buy a car. They gave me six months of car insurance. They actually paid for my first repairs of my car that I got. Um, and this was all while I was receiving cash assistance, food stamps from the state. And I was also working on my GED that they paid for. 
So your caseworker is going to have a plethora of freaking information for you. And if they aren't giving it up to you, then ask. Be like, what else? What else? What else? can I, um, can I do those kinds of things? See if they give you any more. I don't think that they have like the housing thing and the insurance thing anymore, but they might have new and different ones. Okay. So that is number one thing is to work with your caseworker. And then even to see if you can apply for some of that state assistance, because it couldn't really help you. It really helped me. Okay. And I remember standing there, I think it was in like Michigan works or whatever. And she was like, you're the poster child of this. And that's exactly what I did. I used their resources to get on my feet. And then once I got on my feet, I didn't need them anymore. So maybe, but I really didn't need them in the beginning. So definitely look into that. Talk with your caseworker. Okay. The second thing is Salvation Army. Salvation Army is freaking amazing. Salvation Army helped me pay for my utilities when they were going to get shut off, my eviction notice, helped me with food, helped me with obviously Christmas presents for Mason, and they also helped me with clothes. And so it's really cool now because I've been able to give back to these places. I've adopted families now. I've, um, you know, just donated money and cash like that to Salvation Army. They helped me out so much and I'm helping um, them out. So Salvation Army is freaking amazing. And then also, just in case you don't know, but there is 211. So it's 211 on any phone. And that is going to give you housing help to anybody that is like homeless and that kind of thing. And now these are things that I've used in the last year to help out, you know, my family and my friends. And so that was a really good place. And here's the thing, the 211, you don't have to be like completely homeless. They will also help you find sometimes even low income housing as well. And I don't know about the Section 8 thing. That's where you can also apply for low income housing. But you, you're you going to be on that list for like a year or two. It's really crazy. You have to get with your caseworker on that. But 211 can give you some other ideas. And they can go ahead and pinpoint different areas in which there is housing available. All right. Next one is MCREST, which is through churches, which is the, actually, this is for Michigan, by the way, but it's Macomb County Rotating Emergency Shelter place. But basically that's for like really, really homeless, but they also might have some more information about housing, but churches are going to be a big one. Okay. My pastor at my church actually paid for my hotel when I was homeless. And it was great too, because I was able to pay him back. Isn't that amazing? Like years later, track them down and be like, here, thank you so much for paying out of your pocket. Okay. So I think that is good with a lot of those resources. You might know about them, but maybe some of them you don't know. Maybe there's even more. So definitely, you know, let me know on Instagram, send me an email, whatever, if there's any more that you think that I should share with others. Okay, now the next set of resources are going to be a little bit of the woohoo ones. And that is going to be number one, the rich as F, okay, F-U-C-K by Amanda Francis. This is a book. She also has a journal. She has like everything on this and I just love it. I read her book twice. I have the journal and she just really takes you onto a deep dive of what I just told you basically. She goes into way more and especially the journaling part is really going to help if you get that journal because it's going to like really help you open your eyes. And one thing I noticed while going through the journal is that half the things that I truly wanted in my life, I didn't even need money for. Isn't that crazy? I'm like, wait a second. If I had money, would that really change? Like, how is having more money in my bank account going to help me change that? So that was really amazing and very insightful. The other one is going to be Get Rich Lucky Bitch. I love, 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 love that book. And it just helps you really dissolve those seeds that we were talking about.
Okay. The other one is, and you don't have to read this one, but I love this one. It's actually going to be a movie. And that is The Glass Castle by Jeanette Walls. Now that was like my favorite, oh my gosh, book ever. I felt like it was the closest to my life story because she talks about growing up and how rough it was. And like, oh my gosh, like I thought I had a rough life. Oh my goodness, girlfriend. I think that she had it even freaking worse. If that's even possible. But then what the crazy part is, is that she grows up to be rich AF Park Avenue place or whatever overlooking like where the rich people live in Manhattan. Okay. And guess where her parents are still homeless, still homeless. And she's living on freaking Park Avenue. You have to listen to it because it's like her parents are stuck in their ways, but it's really cool and really interesting um, book. I think around money mindset. All right. So a couple other people that I think that you should follow is of course, Tony Robbins. Um, and Shalene Johnson, definitely follow Amanda Francis as well. She's the money current queen, but definitely go ahead and look at people who have, you know, rich or they have lots of money and don't look at them at a way of, oh my gosh, you know, they have what I, I can't have. No, don't look at it that way. Look at it as that's possible for you because it wouldn't be on your radar. If it wasn't your soul recognizes something that it can have. Don't think, that okay, you might win the lottery and just become rich overnight. That could totally happen, but it takes one step at a time. All right, the third types of resources. These are going to be legitimate resources to help you make more money, like smarter, not kind of harder. You might have heard of some of these, but I just want to make sure that you have some of these, okay? So the first thing is going to be, and this is funny, this is like actually came up a couple of times during readings, which is index funds. So if you ever thought about investing into the stock market, it might be a little bit like, crazy, right? Oh my God. Right. But index funds, what it is, is that it is a low risk investment. So that means that you're going to take some of your money and then you're going to invest it in the stock market. But instead of going ahead and being like, oh my gosh, I don't know which one to choose. Am I going to choose Apple? Am I going to choose Facebook? Like what company? I don't even know where to get started. It makes it very easy, especially if you choose the S and P 500. And by the way, I'm not a lawyer. I don't give medical advice. I don't give legal advice. I don't give any of that stuff. Okay. All the disclaimers. I'm just telling you what the freak I did and what helped me and what I've learned. Okay. So big, huge, giant disclaimer right there, but it's the S and P 500. And that creates, that is the 500 companies that are in the U S now, if one of those companies goes under, guess what? Another one takes a spot. So you never have to worry about that. And then you don't really have to pay attention to the daily ups and downs of all the stock market, right? Getting really confusing because index funds is going to be for the long haul. This is going to be like minimal five years and 10 years. And if you can put a little bit in at a time, it will re it will compound the interest. It will compound, compound, compound. So you can start off with like a thousand dollars or 500. I, I don't even know how much it is. It's like really, you can do whatever, almost, you know, I think maybe a hundred dollars is the minimum, but then you could put a little bit in over time. And I will try and put in the show notes, a calculator to show you how much you can have in, you know, five years, 10 years or whatever like that. But that's going to be something that have your money work harder, not longer. I am telling you, this is 1000% the way that those rich people became rich and real estate. But I'm not even going to talk about that. But yes, index funds is where it's at. Now, you're going to have to have like, what is it called? Like some kind of like agency to help you actually buy that. And then I've heard really good things about Vanguard. And I think that's who Tony Robbins um, uses too. So you sign up with Vanguard and then you basically, it's really easy. And then you just follow your stuff into the S&P 500 for index funds. But you, there's other index funds too that you can use. 
but that is the best and your money is secure. So basically what they have said is that some people did lose a little bit of money, but it's like, you're just keeping it in there for the long haul. So this is the only study time where it's just going to keep on going up and up and up and up with your investment. Okay. There's not a lot of time to like, just, what is it called? Um, where you're just going to lose. No, like even during the pandemic, people lost money, but they gained all of it back. Okay. So that is going to be one of them. Okay. Another one is, and I, I think you know this, but use credit cards instead of debit cards. And I know you're like, Oh no, credit cards, ah, just paid off every month, but you're going to get those points and then you can get cash back and all those kinds of things. It's really awesome. If you're going to use a debit card, you can, but here's the thing. It's also easier to go ahead and what is it called? Fight charges on a credit card than it is a debit card. So definitely think about that because man, some people I know they just accumulate all their points and they use all their points that they get as cash back and use that cash for Christmas presents. All right. Making sure that you're matching your TSP or 401k with your employer. I think you might already know that. Um, another one is going to be, I use Microsoft edge as a browser. And when I use Microsoft Edge, I don't know what happens, but this little thing comes down on the side. It'll let me know if there's any coupons on the internet for this. So what I do is sometimes I always use Google Chrome, but then I'll go ahead and when I'm checking out, I'll go ahead and I'll do the checkout in Microsoft Edge. And then as I'm checking out, I'll be like, oh, I found another coupon for you. So I was ordering pizza like a few months ago or something. And I was like, what? Let me switch to Microsoft Edge. And I sure did. I switched and found a coupon for me. And so I saved like five bucks. So going ahead and doing that, just switching your browser might be something that can be really helpful. Okay, definitely. Okay, another one that's really funny is acorns. Have you ever heard of acorns? So acorns is also investing, but it's actually very low yield. And what you can do is you can set up an acorn account. This is actually really good for kids. All right, I wish that I would have known about this when my son was younger. But basically, anytime that they spend money, what will happen is that it will go into this account and they have the ability to either excuse me, put $5 in every single month, or they can go ahead and they can, every time that they spend money, they can round up. And instead of rounding up for like the charities that you see, you know, at Walgreens and stuff like that, you round up and that additional money that you round up to will go into your own account and then it will compound and have interest. So I go to the store and then I swipe it. It's like 1995. I don't know why that's the year that came up, but I swipe my card. It says 1995 and then Acorn, is already attached to all of my bank account information. And then basically it takes that five cents. If I gave them a $20 bill and I said, you know, and Acorn's like, hey, round up, that five cents goes into Acorn. If I swipe my card and it's like 10, 10 or whatever, then I round up 90 cents. And then that 90 cents goes into Acorn. But it does it seamlessly behind the scenes. And all you're doing is swiping and not paying attention. And then before you know it, when you go inside of your Acorn account, you have a little bit of extra you know, money and that is earning interest. Okay, so I hope that you loved this episode. I hope you love the resources. I hope you just love, love, loved it. I hope like it's getting your, you know, creative juices flowing and also your money mindset flowing. Now, for the spirit task, this is what I want you to do. I want you, number one, I want you to journal your money beliefs, okay? You can also get that journal from Amanda Francis, that rich um, as fuck journal, okay? The next thing I want you to do is either you can do um, like some kind of meditation, or I want you to read some kind of book. I want you to like really, really get into this, okay? And then the third thing that I want you to do is I want you to follow people on Instagram and on Facebook and social media if you're on it that really inspire you. If not, then get a book of someone who inspires you and then it will just like really help you out. And then before, share this with somebody. Whether or not you share this whole podcast, that'd be awesome. I would love that because I feel like they really need to hear all these nitty gritty details. But even if you share some of the information, some of the resources, 
in this podcast. I think that would be doing them a world of good. All right. One last message is to make sure that you respect money, appreciate it, treat it like, like a person, treat it like energy, because the more that you love it, the more you appreciate it. Guess what? The more it's going to come back to you. That's just like with anything, right? If you treat your friend like crap, they're not going to like, like it, you know, they're not going to like be hanging around you. So the same thing with money, treat it nice, treat the things that you have bought with money. Nice. And then don't be like, oh my God, that's only freaking five cents. Oh my God, that's only a dollar. Like, what can I do with that? Like, that's not respecting it, right? That's saying, no, I don't want any money, you know? So being like, hey, you know what? I'm happy that I got a freaking dollar. Hey, I am happy that my freaking bill is a dollar cheaper because that's showing appreciation. That's showing gratefulness and that's raising your vibration. And then honey, your vibration is going to send you more money. Okay. So I hope that you love this. I hope you love the tips and tricks and feel free to reach out to me anytime about any of this. But if I don't see you in the coffee in cards club, remember it's in the show notes so that you can just spend the seven bucks and see how you like it and join us tonight. But if not, I will see you on coffee and cards on Sunday. See you then. Thanks for tuning in to the spiritual AF life podcast. You'll find all the links to resources and more in the show notes. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on the incredible episodes that are coming up.